नमस्कार हेलो एंड वेलकम टू पी गुरुस चैनल आई एम योर होस्ट श्री आयर प्लीज डोंट माइंड माय नेसल वॉइस आई एम रिकवरिंग फ्रॉम अ बैड कोल्ड अदरवाइज आई एम फाइन एंड आई एम रेयरिंग टू लिसन टू मेजर मदर कुमार ऑन द लेटेस्ट बीएलए इंसिडेंट इन बलूचिस्तान इनफैक्ट इट्स नॉट वन बट सेवरल एंड यू आर गोइंग टू सी नेवर बिफोर सीन फुटेज ऑफ व्हाट हैज बीन हैपनिंग मेजर मदन कुमार नमस्कार एंड वेलकम टू पी गुरुस चैनल नमस्कार सर एंड जैन Jaihind, to you, sir, and uh, take it away. You can start from the Fidain, uh, and we can take it one step at a time, sir. Uh, definitely, sir. Uh, the most recent, or I would say, just two days old. So it was a suicide attack, uh, first of its kind, where uh, BLA, the Baloch Liberation Army, has uh, used a woman, a mother of two child, a well-educated uh, woman. Her name is Shari Baloch. uh she has played the role of the suicide bomber so she uh, was seen to carry a bag uh with the, with the you know burka clad uh, thing and she was just standing outside uh, confucius institute of uh, china which is there in pakistan and then she blew herself up and the vehicle uh, which was carrying three chinese along with the pakistani driver all four of them were killed on the spot it was a massive blast and uh, literally they couldn't do anything to uh, save those chinese uh, three chinese who have been traveling and the notable thing is this is happening uh, right at the gate of uh, the confucius institute basically it's a propaganda tool which china has been uh, installing it and even us uk across almost 60 70 plus nations have such institutes so that has been targeted uh, the message is very very loud and clear followed by a press release by uh, BLA, uh, they have said that we are going to ch- target Chinese uh, people, Chinese citizens, uh, the contractors uh, who are basically taking away their wealth, who are looting the wealth of uh, Balochistan. So the message has been loud and clear. It's a direct attack. This time they have not mentioned anything about uh, Pakistan or Pakistani's army, the Punjabi army basically, but they are very, very specifically uh, mentioning about uh, the China, the Chinese presence in uh, Balochistan. so this is the first of its kind which we never heard of uh, of such a fashion where uh, woman sharia baloch is mother of two child very very unfortunate to uh, see her uh, blowing her blowing her up uh, to kill those chinese uh, but that has been uh, happening and uh, they had made her a kind of uh, poster woman for uh, baloch movement she has been seen as a martyr and uh, her uh, posters are all across so uh, tactically it's a suicide attack but on a strategic perspective they want to show the world uh, that a mother of two child uh, can do this it's not about politics or it is about uh, our their own human rights and the missing persons of uh, baluch and it's uh, how serious is about all about this baluch liberation is all about the last of such thing we have ever seen uh, on an organized scale was uh, ltt later we had many of the suicide bombers blowing them up uh, iraq syria and all these places but primarily women uh, carrying out such an attack is uh, first of its kind in baluch history and uh, there is a there's a tweet from the chinese uh, i think uh, ambassador can you put it up put it up please um oh actually the china state affiliated media and they have okay. said that bla claimed responsibility for the attack and they will be more resolutely annihilated i support chinese military to launch direct air strikes against this terrorist organization's camp 
after getting the approval of the Pakistani government. Um, so, Major Madan, I have a question. You know, uh, we all know the biggest kept secret is the condition that China would release $3 billion to Pakistan only if Shahbaz Sharif is made the Prime Minister. Now, where do things stand there? And this seems more like we are going to do what we think we need to do rather than taking the permission, sir. Uh, sir, this is like this guy, Hu Jinjin, is, is, he speaks the official language of Chinese. He's on Twitter. He has got good amount of fan following. Basically, he's the mouthpiece of uh, the Chinese government. He echoes uh, what Chinese government says. Writes a lot of rubbish about uh, India, US and so many other countries in global times, the mouthpiece. So when this guy says this, it's a, it's a clear uh, thing. It has got two uh, reasons for it. One is Chinese uh, nationalism, which is at the peak now. Uh, uh, Chinese population would not accept such casualties. They have never seen such a bloodshed in their own uh, country, except the way they managed the COVID. So Chinese lives uh, for them are a bit expensive. So they need to kind of uh, calm down and uh, tell that, you know, we are a strong government. So that's the language which they've used, you know, we will do an airstrike. You know, doing an airstrike in other countries is typically the American way of uh, uh, doing things. They can go uh, do an airstrike in any, of the, any part of the world and come back. So China, precisely there is a domestic pressure because the Chinese are angry. Uh, they put their outrage in Weibo, their social media. So they want to calm them down. So that's the language they have used. And uh, internationally, they don't want to be seen. They want to be seen as a more uh, a responsible country, a responsible nation. Uh, that's where they, add, they added this line that, you know, with the permission of uh, <laughs> the government. I don't know which government on earth will ask the foreign army, foreign air force to come and bomb their own people. Pakistan right, is right. capable of doing it. But uh, this is purely a joke. Like where he says that, you know, Chinese military to launch direct airstrikes against this terrorist organization camp. And surprisingly, the another big joke is most of these camps, uh, organization, uh, these camps uh, lie in Afghanistan. So, and uh, in, you know, Afghanistan, Pakistan border. So whether they're going to bomb, go and bomb Afghanistan and what will Taliban's do to Chinese and uh, what will Pakistanis uh, get or they would take some money and allow them to do so. But this is clearly uh, a more a political one. Uh, they're doing just trying to do some damage control in the social media. Now, Major Madan, um, we think that the money has still not been transferred yet, right? The $3 billion? No, it's not it. Yeah. So I have a simple question for you, Major Madan. Is Ricotik the only mine in Balochistan that China has its eye on? Or are there other places also? Uh, primarily, they are concentrated on uh, Baluch because Baluch, sir, it's a very big province. It makes 42% of the Pakistanis' landscape. Uh, it, like Sibi, if you look at Sibi, current temperature of Sibi is at around 53 degrees. It's one of the most hottest places. The other end of uh, Baluchistan is extremely cold. We have uh, seen winter deaths because of uh, extreme cold. People get frozen and they die. So it's two extremes. It has got size, you know, sizable amount of uh, copper, uh, iron mineral, a uh, lot of other uh, wealth and it has got plenty of uh, water. So these things and uh, and the main thing is their BRI, the Belt and Road Initiative, the CPEC corridor passes through Balochistan. So they need to protect those uh, infrastructure, the assets, the road, uh, the rail and also they have to uh, continue the mining. Otherwise, whatever the investments they have done in Pakistan, uh, per se, this investments is not going to give a direct return. 
none of those roads are going to uh, yield anything for uh, china in the near future the only way they can get their money back is by uh, exploiting the mineral wealth there so their prime focus would be on uh, baluchistan so this uh, resurgence of bla is definitely not a good news for uh, china and neither for pakistan and we also saw an uh, event in march 2022 we're going to show you a brief video of that can we have that video please Okay, so this location is what Major Madan had just mentioned, uh, Sangan in Sibi. It's northeast of Balochistan, 80 kilometers from Quetta. It, the target is the Frontier Core, and uh, the date is 15th March 2022, and the time is around 10:30 in the morning. Ten people killed. Here we go. So this is a classical uh, IED, improvised explosive device, uh, which they have used. Uh, if Notably on, a, on, a, on the tactical side, if you see uh, the Frontier Corps, when they go, this is extremely hot place. No Pakistani soldier would like to voluntarily go and serve there. It's extremely hot, it is humid, it's a barren desert and the population is really hostile and they have to do long-range patrolling uh, by means of this uh, pickup trucks, the military truck. So if you look at this video, uh, there is an existing road barrier. There's a there's a road barrier which was you would have seen there, the Kacha one. Right, right, right. So they have used it very, very tactically. So whenever mm. these guys go uh, on a road uh, like this, mm. so they, they keep watching. If, if I find any new substances, any new diggings on the road, any new thing I has see. come up, is there right. a stone moved left and right? So that's how a soldier observes to see whether there's something which has been happening in my absence. Mm. In this case, they've clearly tanned it. It's been tripped and uh, they've let the vehicle cross that uh, barrier. And then they blew it up and they've taken a nice uh, video shoot of this to show the world that what has been doing. So two things it shows, uh, they want to show uh, the Pakistani uh, people and to the world that how professional they have become. And second, it's a very, very good psychological warfare. They have been like, uh, the funniest side is, it's pathetic side I would say, the Pakistani government official press release said in this particular incident, few of their soldiers got injured. Any sane person who sees this video, the impact of the blast, that vehicle has been, it's been shattered into pieces and imagine those 10 soldiers who have been traveling in it. So Pakistan has been continuously hiding their own casualties. They don't disclose the right numbers. And none of these videos come out. Uh, whichever channels uh, which they've been trying to uh, do it, uh, they've been using a couple of uh, uh, social media, uh, like uh, the, the uh, communication app, like not like WhatsApp or Telegram. It's a very uh, special one. A few I cannot disclose. But they are trying to hunt them. But these videos are clearly coming out. Every attack, they put a video uh, they, they claim the exact numbers, they tell which way they have been attacked and it's, it's, it's been the, uh, the way the guerrilla warfare has 
been carried out on especially on the frontier code the fc of pakistan is just damaging them in terms of their morale and in terms of their physical casualties as well well <coughs> um, question for you major mother <coughs> i'm sorry i think you need to uh, take a sip of water I'll, i'll take a sip of water i before i i am going to ask you one question so this is a cpec leg that goes to gwadar isn't it absolutely yeah so um, how long do you think china is going to continue to think that it can subdue the baloch uh, liberation army i mean you have seen ukraine holding its own against a much bigger russian army i have a feeling it is same to same sir here uh, the problem with bla is that baluchi's population is uh, very very less mm. baluchi's hardly there are 30 to 40 lakh baluchi's left in baluchistan now they don't have the critical mass to break like what mukti bagni did in uh, way back in 1968 to 71 uh, when bangladesh got liberated they did, don't have the critical mass to actually break so what they're trying to do uh, to do to overcome this is they are uh, moving into a more a non contact uh, or a guerrilla warfare they attack they scout uh, they place ieds uh, they do surprise ambushes and uh, they use uh, area weapons to fire on fc post so they keep their enemy on tender hooks now this puts a lot of combat stress on the soldiers uh, who are on the front now coming to the chinese now chinese basically had agreement with pakistan that every chinese citizen uh, their uh, engineers their technicians their businessman whoever comes in has to be protected by pakistani army so pakistani army's full time job is to protect them uh, wherever they work be it cpec be it baluch baluch and uh, all those highways projects and dams which they are uh, carrying on now now what happens in china also like if you are working in a different country which is much more peaceful where you have this frequent security alerts and stuff they would like to go and work they've been working across the world including countries like nigeria and congo but when a uh, when a region becomes hostile when such and such attack happens you really don't know when are you going to get killed it's not that you are facing a massive uh, enemy or a massive army which is going to come and attack you but this attacks puts you down morally and the amount of money you have to spend on security in securing this roads for example if tomorrow they decide to the chinese has to be protected from such a ied blast there has to be a road opening uh, which has to be done now road opening requires tremendous amount of uh, physical troops you need to recruit more people you have to put them on duty and uh, they have to go clear the route they have to take portions on the hills it's it's going to cost them hell lot of money uh, whether pakistan gets it from china or pakistan doesn't have money to spend on its own now this uh, factor of security budget in a given project like sikpak they would have estimated anywhere between 2 to 3% now such attacks will take it up beyond 5 to 10% if that is going to give 10% 10% even those chinese who want to come and work in such a terrain in such a hostile atmosphere insurgency uh, prone area their salaries are going to be quite high so these problems are there and uh, none of this projects will be able to meet their timelines that's for sure none of this projects will be able to meet their timelines the cpec was to was to have um, a 25 km buffer on either side of the road in other words they wanted to clear out the entire pakistani population for 25 km either side of the cpec corridor 
Do you think they'll even try to do that? I think it's impossible. They can't go and move 25 kilometers when through cities like Lahore. They even forget about the cities. What I'm saying is, even on the uh, terrain like this, where you hmm. see it's left and right, it's all full of hills and mountains and stuff. So if you right. want to go uh, do do this, it's going to be a deserted highway. Right. Very few toll gates, pit stops, and so on. So now, when this happens, either you are popular, local population has to be friendly so that you employ them and then you govern them, put your managers and uh, run the show. But if your local population is hostile, then you have to put people from other provinces of Pakistan in this job. It is going to cause them a bomb. For that's first. Second is it is impossible to give a 25 uh, kilometer clearance uh, for a given highway at any point right. of time. Right, right. So this is we are seeing this kind of attacks during the execution of projects. Mm. Whatever phase they money they put in, if tomorrow the, those nice roads comes up, all those roads are very very prone to this uh, IEDs and uh, this thing. So Chinese typically have the habit of uh, putting in lakhs and lakhs of CCTVs and cover the entire area. But in this kind of terrain, it's physically not possible to do that. So, so very interesting times ahead. Uh, Balochistan uh, has our sympathies, and, and uh, mother blows herself up for the cause. Uh, we we really feel, you know, uh, that tip our hat to her. I mean, what thoughts must have gone through her mind, leaving those two small children? And uh, Major Madan, um, let's move on to something closer to India. Uh, that is the haul of hundred kilograms of heroin in Shaheen Bagh. Now. You have talked in the past where you said that, you know, Afghanistan grows the heroin, Pakistan processes it, and then it finds its way to other parts of the world, sometimes through India. Is this a one-off incident or there are going to be more? Because remember, there are two ports where they've also done drug busts. So this is a chain of chain reaction post-Taliban takeover uh, in Afghanistan. Two things. Firstly, they don't have money to run the government. So it's a it's a it's a terrorist-run uh, government which is uh, you know ruling the uh, Afghanistan now. So opium is going to be their primary uh, sale in terms of uh, for them to get those weapons, get those money, and so on so. So all this heroin which gets cultivated, uh, processed in Afghanistan, comes to the Gaudar port, which is very much under the custody of Pakistan. So there's a road which connects uh, the southwest of Afghanistan towards Gaudar. So that road is basically uh, manned by the Pakistani army and all this retired uh, Pakistani officers and a lot of uh, politicians even, they have a very, very strong drug nexus there. So they allow this drug to pass through. And from there, uh, it goes to Iran, it goes to Middle East, it goes to friendly ports. They call it as friendly ports where uh, the given government has got less scrutiny of uh, things. So it may, it may not directly come to India straight away. Because any ship which comes from Afghanistan or via Gavdar or even any port in Iran, India Indian customs would be at a highest possible alert to uh, literally uh, check each and every one of it. The one which we saw in the Mundra port, Gujarat. The biggest uh, drug haul uh, in the Indian's uh, recorded history. Now, this, now what the tactics that they have done is, they will now ship this consignment, the drug consignment to some African country. That African country will be uh, exporting something like most of the African countries export timber and other lentils to India. So this will uh, get masked into something else and there will be a new bill of entry, there will be a new LC, uh, there will be a new invoice from a different entity and that will anyway find an Indian port which will either be Mumbai, Mundra, 
or even down south, it may be Cochin or even Chennai. So they find a route here and then from here, they'll do a local transfer, uh, which is basically a GST invoicing. And from there, uh, the rug gets distributed. In this case, it has come via uh, Gujarat, it is what has been assumed, or it would have come by via the land border also, because we send, keep sending uh, wheat to Afghanistan. And in return, we get also get some very, very, very limited amount of import, which happens from Afghanistan. So they kind of make way to put this uh, drugs in the truck. In this case, it was, I think, a 50 kg load of heroin, 47 kg of narcotics, and around 40 lakhs of cash, uh, which was caught in Jamia, uh, which basically shine back uh, from a guy. And there were two Afghani nationals who was arrested, one Indian national, they have not disclosed the name. Uh, this was done by the Narcotics Control Bureau, uh, I think, south uh, of uh, south wing of Delhi. So it's on a pinpointed information. This raid was carried out, and uh, what the police suspect right now, or what the drug authorities, it's not a, a, a narco offence alone. Now this has to link with the anti-CA protest, which happened uh, when the Article 370 was abrogated. Shahin Bagh was literally on fire. We saw this. Uh, this uh, communal incidents uh, coming up in various places of India during the Ram Navmi procession, even in, uh, you know, when uh, Hanuman Jayanti was on. So it's all interlinked. That is what the suspicion, which has been uh, the official version of the, the government. And it's we have to uh, certainly uh, believe this because for all places on earth, why should it go to Shahinbagh? The drug was supposed to, from there, the drug was supposed to be muled to Punjab which obviously is one of the most hottest area in terms of uh, drug maintenance. We have seen in the past 15 years, how much of Punjabi youth went into this uh, drug addiction and stuff. So it clearly shows a pattern. Uh, they are trying to uh, push as much as drug as possible. The drug is in terms of cartel. If I have to push, uh, say, 100 crore of money, this uh, high quality heroin in Indian market costs around 2 kg, uh, sorry, 2 uh, crore per kg. Now, uh, smuggling 50 kg pack of heroin vis-a-vis uh, smuggling 100 uh, crores of Indian currency or even US dollar. It's much, much uh, tougher. So it's always the narco and the terrorism is always connected. So Indian authorities have a very, very strong uh, suspicion. They have been integrating this. They've been investigating. Once we get to see the charge sheet uh, in its file, we'll get to know exactly. But they have a very, very strong suspicion that this money is getting used to uh, do uh, uh, or we do protest and uh, keep the country under boil to, to do spoil India in terms of internal security and to show India uh, in a global arena in a different way. So this is an easy way to uh, get those money. That's what we saw in the Shahinbagh incident. Major Madan, an interesting thing happened today or yesterday, I think. Uh, there was a clash between Shiv Sena and Khalistani force in Patiala. I mean, Shiv Sena is not a big player in Punjab, I don't think. And Khalistani is one of those things, they think that, well, we bought, uh, we brought uh, up to power so we can flex our muscles. What do you make of this? I mean, just, uh, you know, Shiv Sena is hardly a presence there. Uh, Sainiks, they, they do have certain amount of presence in uh, those districts, Punjab districts, which are bordering uh, Rajasthan, which is a sizable amount of Hindu population. So, uh, they have carried out such stuff in the past as well. Whenever this, uh, irrespective of the government's, uh, Punjab Shoshana has already always done this. They have uh, gone against uh, the Khalistanis. So, they have uh, done symbolic protest. But in this case, it was an organized protest. 
there were WhatsApp WhatsApp rumors that these guys have been uh, targeted, and uh, the other side, the pro Khalistan uh, supporters, uh, they took the, took onto the streets. They had a physical clash, and there was uh, firing in the air. Couple of people got uh, injured, and now there's a curfew which has been imposed in Patiala. Now, this is uh, I would say Punjab per se uh, post Akali rule. I have not seen such an incident where people pro and anti Khalistan kind of uh, thing getting flared up. Eventually, our uh, operators, handlers across the border would want to make this a Hindu Sikh rivalry. That is where it's been heading to. Another surprising thing which we need to see also is that what I get to hear before I join the show. That the leader, Punjabi leader of Shushana, has been expelled by expelled by this uh, Shushana central leadership. Oh, I see, I see, I see. He's on his own. Okay. Now, uh, uh, this is like kind of quickly disconnecting from their core ideology. The Sainiks right. are supposed right. to be uh, they've been doing this across the states. Uh, they were more vocal than BJP. They were more vocal than any uh, other outfit in terms of uh, whenever the Pakistanis came here to play cricket matches, they were always against it. But in this case, we need to wait and see. It's just not a political outburst or it's not a political issue as such. Anything happening in Punjab and that too on communal lines, especially on Khalistan, which were where, where, where Khalistanis were uh, thrown out by end of 90, uh, start of 90. Now that's going to cause a lot of worry. Many political analysts, many uh, strategies, geopolitical strategies have had this fear in the past. When AAP was rising to power, but eventually, even I, it was surprised for me to see this happening that soon. It's hardly a month uh, of them taking over the Punjab government. Yes, indeed, and interesting times ahead. We always told uh, that AAP was uh, going to be a divisive force, and we also saw the Khalistani people, like the Patwadar Pandu or something like that. He was uh, he was complaining that AAP is using the money they raised for Punjab to win, uh, run elections or contest in elections in other states. What do you expect? This is what these guys do. Uh, the, the Delhi uh, ach- achievements will be on every newspaper. There's the other thing which is cooking up right now with uh, with my friends in Punjab. Even people who voted for AAP. Uh, is that now there's a very, very weird and a very strange thing which is happening now. The Delhi government, which is Delhi is not a full state couple of uh, Delhi's administration is directly under the control of MHA, uh, Home Ministry. Whereas Punjab is a full state. It's a bigger state than Delhi. Now, Delhi government and Punjab government has signed a joint uh, agreement pact. Like whatever we do, the best practices we will share, we will try to implement. What Punjabis clearly see this as, this government is getting remotely controlled from Delhi. True, that has true. been already started. Uh, two state governments uh, within a country having a joint agreement or joint pact is never heard of. I never heard of uh, with my little political understanding. But this clearly shows that uh, Punjab per se will be remotely controlled from, uh, that's what the political analysts see. Uh, Punjab will be remotely controlled from uh, Delhi uh, by Mr. Kejriwal. But if that happens, uh, this is going to, uh, it, this is not a great thing for Punjab and not the great thing for the country as well because such a thing, whenever it, they, when the central leadership of Congress, they tried doing this in Punjab, it, it literally backfired. It resulted into a lot of killings. Uh, Punjab chief minister himself was shot down. So such a thing happens. This is a very, very sensitive state. Hope some sense prevails and uh, I would see 
what kind of measures uh, the central government uh, would take to put the state in control, at least in terms of uh, national security. And now, viewers, we have a small request to make. Uh, can you have this slide, please? Yeah. When, when you log off this program, could you please show your support with a super thanks? What that means is that if you want to donate to our cause, clearly what Major Madan Kumar has achieved here is comes after establishing some trust that we wouldn't, uh, you know, misuse the data for anything. We are telling you, as we say it, in fact, you might have seen the tweet where the BBC was the originator of the tweet and then everything came out from that. But mainstream media doesn't cover it. So please help us out. You can you can show support with super thanks. You can put any amount of money. Sometimes you have written to us saying we don't know how to donate in India. This is one way to do that. Now let's take some questions, please. And uh, before that, hold on. Um, viewers, also we have been looking at our numbers. Um, of the 180,000 subscribers, you, we only have 18,000. That is one tenth who is clicking on the bell for notification. You, I, may I request every one of you to click on the bell for notification so that you will get the uh, video information as soon as it goes online. Thank you very much. Questions, please. <clears throat> Mr. Lee wants to know, did Pakistan organize this attack clandestinely? No, I don't think so because uh, Pakistanis won't gain anything out of this, uh, Lee. So this is a BLA uh, direct attack on uh, Chinese. But what I could understand is uh, BLA as a tactical uh, support or a tactical alliance with the TDP, the Tariqi Taliban of Pakistan. And uh, the next question, please. Mandar Karnik wants to know, is the drug menace in India funding the opposition protests in India today or is it only a conduit for transferring money to protesters? Uh, Mandar, it is both way. See, uh, if you look at this uh, consignment of 50 kg of heroin, uh, India is not at such a bad shape that so many drug users, drug usage is such rampant that the 50 kg will get consumed by Indians. That's not the case. So partially it will get consumed, it gets converted into Indian currency uh these days bitcoins so uh, the way the drugs have been bought that money will get channelized eventually for anti-india protest and uh, any anti-india activity per se but chunk of this will also travel to other countries uh, by exchanging it when when we saw like in when i say a two kg of uh, high quality heroin cost two pro, uh, one kg of heroin cost to two crore rupee in indian currency when it moves out of india it becomes three crore so the the balance the, the delta of one crore will again get into uh, all this protest and anti-India activities. Yes, indeed. <clears throat> Next question, Mahendra wants to know, Major Ji, Balochis are a minority in Balochistan. Are they receiving any support from the other ethnic groups? How do you think they are getting their military supplies? So definitely, uh, Sindhu, <laughs> there, is a, there is a movement on Sindhu Desh. Sindhis are more in Pakistan than uh, Balochis. So Sindhu Desh, uh, Sindhu, uh, Sindhu Desh Army, they have been in tactical alliance with uh, Balochistan and uh, BLA. So they operate under BLA. And uh, on a brotherly note, you know, enemy's enemy's friend. So TTP, the Tariqi Taliban of Pakistan, they are also in alliance with uh, the BLA. So they have a brotherly support with each other. And there are a couple of uh, TTP's uh, camps, terrorist camps, uh, you know, across the border, which is Afghanistan which has also been used to train uh, the Baluchis. 
off late uh, i think 4 5 days before pakistani's air force conducted a air raid on this camps and uh, on afghanistan where the afghani talibans are not quite happy with it uh, how do they get their getting military supplies i could see with the kind of weapons they use a chunk of it is uh, american weapons which means it's a spillover of whatever as us left uh, on the very uh, you know bad exit on 15th of august last year so chunk of american weapons come into this so how this gets traded is definitely through taliban talibans will trade all those warlords will trade this weapon uh, across the border and uh, they have been using uh, those weapons it's not russian make it's predominantly us made weapons um, next question please iv wireless lv mcleod hello major and shree will bla allow the cpec to operate successfully in balochistan what's the loss on both sides china and pakistan if not see cpec uh, what i again i'm saying is baluch the one thing which they lack is the critical mass they are not numerically superior to you know the kind of uh, totally uh, take over the take on the cpec corridor but they are going to be a thorn they are going to be the achil you know they are going to be really uh, keep this guys on tender hooks which will put them under severe pressure in terms of uh, their morale in terms of uh, their psychological uh, uh, you know uh, status and more to it is the cost of uh, money the amount of money they will spend on securing this projects securing this projects will they have to spend huge amount of money now cpec per se is not uh, yielding anything for them 21 projects have been stalled or either they've been called off by uh, china so this projects when they face uh, such a infiltration or or a insurgent attack uh, from locals uh, like baluch what baluch is doing now that's going to delay the project any delay in project is going to cost them money and uh, in, in um, uh, the amount of money they're going to put on security is definitely going to pinch them it, they would not be able to stop it but they definitely definitely they'll be able to kind of stall it and uh, put that uh, you know the money load on uh, both china and uh, pakistan <clears throat> is there a varis askani wants to know is there a possibility india supports baloch freedom fighters like iran supports yemen hotis see india uh, not to glorify let's be pragmatic india's uh, direct border with baloch is currently with uh, in pok so we don't have a direct access uh, the way we had uh, you know way back in 1965 to 70 with uh, mukti bagini so i would say uh, this is a place uh, where we can kind of uh, exchange what pakistan is trying to do kashmir in kashmir which they have been doing in kashmir for uh, since 1990 the possibilities are there are we doing it my answer would be they would be we don't know you know these things doesn't come out in open maybe after 20 30 years we would see a documentary on it <coughs> baluchis are uh, definitely supported by ttp ttps are definitely supported by taliban so uh, this entire narrative of uh, pakistan is celebrating taliban's uh, rule that they they are our buffer zone they are our you know strategic depth they are our puppets you know now we will have a you know uh, buffer zone uh, we will rule this uh, world and so on so it is not happening it's kind of clearly backfired well next question from shivam sharma according to abhijit ayer mitra indian army tanks and cavalry 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 we don't have cavalry now is sitting duck in front of a pakistani army as the investment lots in shoulder file missiles and drone how prepared is the army 
see any tank uh, out in open okay so if you seen in ukraine don't compare ukraine with the uh, western borders of india and pakistan here it is more if you uh, look at rana of kutch all the way till aknur in jammu it is all uh, a terrain which is uh, undulated and we have our own defenses we have dcbs ditch compounds pakistan have put up multiple levels of defenses without tanks you can't you know launch a battle in the western theater so it's not a optional one whether we should use it or not stinger missiles uh, manpads will definitely inflict casualties on uh, tanks so but we do have countermeasures to uh, handle it it's not that we are going to lose tanks such in such a way that our entire uh, you know tanks are going to be uh, sitting ducks i don't agree with the statement as such but definitely when your enemy is equipped with anti tank guided missiles the second generation third generation your maneuverability in turn or your speed in terms speed and agility on maneuverability of your tanks gets restricted because you have to go a bit more defensive and uh, you, your tank doesn't venture in into a battlefield just like that it's always supported by air raids it's always supported by your heavy artillery india is very very good in terms of our artillery power we saw that in kargil now our artillery is uh, towed artillery is very very advanced we have our own made in uh, india guns there and also we have uh, uh, our intelligence in terms of our imageries and so on so so it's not going to happen uh, that way maybe when we compare uh, battle like uh, 1965 or 71 this is today the number of casualties in terms of tanks may be slightly more maybe 10 20% next question from kalyan cv are rohingyas and bangladeshi illegal immigrants creating trouble in delhi under influence of china or pakistan how see they are creating disturbance no doubts about it whenever you see this uh, this mass of people coming in as you know uh, refugees whether illegally or illegally when they go beyond the critical mass definitely they will create trouble for you when is a critical mass in a given area if they dominate in terms of by numerical uh, number by number by sheer number for example if they are going to be 30% in a given pin code that is definitely going to give a trouble because the 30% of the people are together because uh, they are refugees they are coming from a different thing so they will do everything possible to secure their uh, bread butter and uh, you know the place where they stay so that's what we have precisely seen in delhi and that's what we have precisely seen in assam forget about delhi you 10 years before you see the amount of riots which happened in assam you can't even believe the native assamese were one point of time they were like in minorities you know this thing is bound to happen and it is going to happen possibilities of that's happening in other places in uh, india is is it's quite uh, strong if that going to happen we will see this is not a joke that we take um, amount of refugees coming in these refugees when they especially when they come in illegally when they been used as a vote bank these things are bound to happen next question from sona ilango sona ilango ilango sir which country support bla baloch see no country is directly supporting bla as we think but there is uh, when us has left uh, Afghanistan when the whole world said that you know they have just exited yeah it was a physical military exit but they would always would want to put a check on ISI and Pakistani army the check currently is one is TTP and one is BLA 
So directly or indirectly, definitely there is a institutional support which comes from uh, the Western countries. And uh, in the geopolitical, ever-changing geopolitical scenario, if you see, Pakistan's army took a direct reference about Russia. They said, we are not friendly nations. We are trying to bridge our gaps. We are trying to handshake. But the uh, US is our long-term enemy. Now, again, if Russia has to check Pakistan, it has to be through BLAR. So all those countries surrounding them, Iran, Iran goes against Baluchis. Uh, Iran and Pakistan, in a way, they go against Baluchis because Baluchis are sizable amount of Baluchis are there in Iran as well. So this enemy's enemy's friend, whenever I want to check a country, I would always like to use an insurgent group within the country. And India, obviously, we, we are the natural gainers if uh, Pakistan is busy uh, in their uh, eastern borders. All right. Janani Devarajan wants to know, is there a replacement for the Triforce leader? Will there be a replacement for the Triforce leader? I think she means CDS. Yeah, we will. Uh, maybe I think uh, three days or so, we shortly we will have an announcement of uh, new CDS coming in. A speculation, or you would say grapevine, it would be uh, General uh, Naravane, who is a yeah. former army chief, uh, who would be, he is the senior most, he's the most experienced, uh, all the tri-services, is is the first among the equals that's a protocol so we would see him uh, uh, taking over a cds maybe in next few days chandragupta maurya wants to know christians are supporting leftists in india why see i would not say everybody supports uh, left if you look at the kerala politics if you understand kerala politics well uh chunk of them support congress they're against uh, the communist uh, it, it depends on region to region so wherever uh, any religion is in a minority format, if they are at a you know, certain level less, they tend to uh, take a political stand which is diagonally opposite to the, the majority government. You are, you are seeing this more vocal uh, after 2014 uh, when you know Prime Minister Modi came up. So they, uh, they naturally want to take go to the other side, which per se becomes left. Or if the government would have been left, they would have taken the other way possibly uh, middle right or center right. But in Kerala, a uh, lot of uh, Christians, a uh, lot of mean sizable number of Christians in the organizations, they do support BJP because in that particular state, they see a threat from uh, another religion of the state, which is uh, Muslim. So this is dynamic. It's not a common concept across India. Next question. Sukesh Chanda wants to know, sir, what's the latest on Ladakh front? It's been two years. Is a stalemate going to continue for long? What options does our government have as talks have continued to yield no results? See, talks have been continuing. That's the only thing we as a matured country should do with China. Uh, this uh, skirmish which had happened in Galwan 15 June 2020, it's, uh, it's, ending, it's, it's not gaining, uh, making uh, any sense to both the governments, both the countries are such. But Chinese, uh, we are up the guard. We are doing a mirror deployment strategy. If they have put five soldiers, we will put five soldiers. If they have put their uh, rocket uh, regiments, we will move our uh, rocket regiments. So apple to apple, mirror to mirror, we match uh, their strength. There is no way Indian Army will de-escalate from China unless they do so and there is a physical verification and there is a process which has been followed. By doing this, what China is trying to achieve, or which they have been slightly achieving, or they have been achieving on a strategic front is, they don't want Indian Navy to become powerful. So with the limited amount of defense spendings we do uh, with the Indian budget, 
the chunk of the money has to be committed with army so to commit that much of money in the army you need to keep the borders a bit more hot so you focus more on uh, securing your borders rather than uh, you know making your navy more powerful so because that's going to be a serious threat for them in long term it's not uh, ladakh or leh or you know till arunachal pradesh that's not the place if indian navy becomes more powerful say for example becomes the third largest navy in the world that's a direct threat for uh, china in the indian ocean region and we can reach up to the south china sea to cut that uh, their strategy is to engage commit make make india commit on their uh, eastern border and the northern border which they have been successfully doing it but on the hindsight what we are gaining tactically or strategically is there is a gap of 10 to 15 years in terms of our i would say 15 years in terms of our infrastructure china has put a bullet train uh, from their mainland till leh we are just catching up so this is the golden opportunity for us to relay our roads in the interland so a lot of roads and dams and constructions have been uh, going on at a very very fast pace so india is using this opportunity to build up our infrastructure so that we don't uh, get a surprise like what we had way back in uh, 1961 62 so that's the stand so far so india has been made to commit sizable amount of force and uh, money out there so that we don't spread our wings in the indian ocean this question is a little confusing in the 80s general zia launched a program called k2 to integrate khalistan and kashmir militancy should insurgents in pakistan need such an umbrella provider to sustain insurgency against pakistan i think the first like one india. against india right 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 see any insurgency or we would say uh, a counter uh, terrorism or inter terrorism organization any insurgency needs to have a backing and they always needs to have a handler they needs to have an umbrella to get together and uh, you know how will you get your logistics weapons money so they need an umbrella one is punjab is just below jammu and kashmir it's a border state uh there is a sizable amount of sikh population then not now uh, there were a good amount of sikh population across the border as well uh, culturally they think these people are same when we say punjab indian punjab and pakistani punjab culturally they are same religiously they may be different so this things makes punjab a easy uh, option so when actually before kashmir it started in punjab when they failed in uh, punjab they quickly moved to kashmir and this kashmiri movement kashmiri and all this nonsense started so it makes sense for them to unite them under one umbrella and to make fight against a common cause called the india the indian government it's a trial well, time period uh, you know strategy well that brings us to a close uh, today's program major madan it was wonderful talking to you viewers this is a new selection of prime minister except i suspect now ccp has a bigger hold on what happens in pakistan than pakistan's establishment so we'll have to wait and see how shabaz khan is going to navigate this shark filled waters and thank you once again for watching and do like share and subscribe and don't forget to click on the bell button for notifications thank you very much namaskar thank you sir thank you so much jain and thank you to viewers